Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Black Girls in Media podcast. Today, we have a special guest, the journalist, the author, and producer, Miss Ashley Dunn. And of course, I am your host, Dante Ramos. I'm Shelby Smith. And my name is Kelly Ray. And today on episode eight, again, we have this amazing guest, Ashley Dunn, and we just want to ask you to please introduce yourself to our listeners. Yes, um, my name is Ashley Dunn. I am an entertainment journalist, writer, producer, um, host of the Undone podcast, wife, a daughter, sister, friend. I'm a lot of things. Black Girl Magic. Hello, somebody. <laughs> um, yes. And um, entrepreneur. Yeah, that's me, Ashley. That's those are all of the things that I am. <laughs> Leo. I'm a Leo. I love that. She dropped some astrology in there for us. I'm all here for that. So of course, my first question has to be, if you can go back in time, let's go down the timeline journey and think of what was that actual stepping stone, opening those doors into your journalism, your being an author and producer journey like? I have to say, I want to say, I'm not an author. I haven't wrote a book yet. I don't know if that was in there somewhere, but I'm not. It was on the bio. Really? Girl, what did I write? What did I author, girl? Okay, we're speaking that into the existence. We are, we are. Manifesting. Yes, we are manifesting that. Um, But I would say my step into journalism was my senior year in high school, I got an internship at Dallas Weekly, I'm from Dallas, um, newspaper, it's a local newspaper in South Dallas. I don't know if it's still around now, but that was like my first job in journalism, right? That was my first internship. And then I went on to go to Prairie View A&M University, HBCU. Um, There I majored and got my BA in communications. Um, And I worked on the newspaper there. did a lot of things um, in the communications arena in school. Also, it was there that I started to tap into my fashion side as well. So I was doing both fashion and the communications, kind of merging them together. And that's kind of been my journey since, has been merging the worlds of fashion, entertainment, journalism, and they've all just kind of been my my thing that I've done for the past, I don't know if I'm telling my age, but a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Your feed is extremely stylish. I'm not going to lie. I try and put my pieces together based on what you have put out. Yeah. I try to do something. (laughs) So how do you intertwine your fashion into your journalism? I think it's just a part of me, right? Like, Um, I don't even think that I try at this point. It's just like, it is who I am, right? So like, even when I'm preparing for interviews, since we've been on Zoom for the past year, it's been about, okay, what, how will I make this seamless in terms of, because as Black women in journalism, we have also the responsibility of showing up, looking the part doing the work. We can't just come and ask the question. We have to come and, you know, set the tone for how the interview is going to go. And a lot of times setting the tone is, you know, what they see, right? And so since we've been on Zoom for the past year, like I was saying, I've just been really intentional about, okay, what would work well with my 
my wall here? What will work well with, you know, what are the colors for the movie that I may be going to press junket for? You know, thinking of things like that. Um, but then also not even thinking about it, just showing up as I am. And I think that as black women, oftentimes that's just who we are anyway, right? We're, we have a vibe, we have a whole thing going on that people try to emulate, right? But I think that we don't even really try, I don't think we really think about it too much. It's just in us to show up and be all that we are. So that's kind of how they all, they just mesh together, right? And so you mentioned that your first job in high school, your first internship was at the newspaper, correct? So were you doing news at the time or were you doing entertainment? At that time, girl, I wasn't doing, I didn't know which way I wanted to go. I was a senior in high school and I got this internship and I was looking into doing radio actually. Um, so I wasn't sure of which arena or which way I was going to go, but I started that internship at the newspaper and actually didn't like it so much. I didn't like that wasn't my beat. My beat is where I can talk, hold a conversation, gauge, tell the story through an interview, right? Um, and that's pretty much how I, I'm more, um, I'm, I'm missing the word if you ladies can help me. I'm more, um, I writing is a part of it all, but I'm more of a talker if that makes sense. I like to talk, I like to engage, I like to know the things that makes the person, what, how did you get to this point? That's my thing. And so the newspaper aspect of it all wasn't my, you know, wasn't the best fit for me. But again, it was something that I had to do to learn. And that would be my story over the years is that you have to do a bunch of different things to figure out what it is that works for you, the areas in which you thrive. And so what would you say to someone that says that you have to get your start in news? I'm from the South. And so we don't really have a lot of entertainment news no. or things no. like that. And so everyone's like, oh, if you want to get into entertainment, well, you got to start off in news. You got to work for 10, 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then maybe when you're older, you're almost ready to retire. You can move and switch into entertainment. Right. So what do you say to those naysayers that say you have to start in news to get into entertainment? Well, you don't have to everything is being flipped on its head. All rules are being flipped on its head, right? I feel like we're in a season or in an era of relearning, right? Because the things that we were taught, even in just our like families and our households, we're, being, we're having to go back and relearn like, okay, that wasn't the best way or that wasn't the right way. So I'll say to that is that that's not true. You know, you can get your start and however you get your start. If you're posting things on Instagram or TikTok or whatever medium you choose to use, that's your path in. Um, and using that to then get you, you know, the internship or the job at the network or wherever it is that you're trying to um, be. But there is no one path to anything. That's out the that's just not the case at all. You know, because there are people that have not that have no experience that go from high school or college to hosting a show. So they didn't go to news. They just went from okay, four years of college or whatever, and now they're working at a you know, a network. So there is no one path to, you know, being what it is that you whatever route or whatever beat it is that you want to do in journalism. That's what I'll say today. 
That is the truth. And navigating through journalism can be so hard. So what would you say to our listeners where in the media, they try to underpay or sometimes it may not be any pay. What would be your advice to navigate through free work? That's so good. That is so good. And I'm so happy to talk about this because I will say as a 37 year old woman, I'm going to tell my age, a 37 year old woman who moved to LA three years ago, who had been working on local networks in Houston. And Houston is a top market, the fourth mar- uh, fourth largest market. And I had been on covering, like I uh, mentioned, or uh, if that's in my bio, had been covering fashion, um, entertainment on these different networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, and then to come to LA and have to take a step back, like a whole few steps back. So I had built this whole path in Houston, right? 13 years I spent in Houston. I graduated college in 06. And from the time that I graduated until 2018, when I moved here, is the time that I spent in Houston building up a network, right? Um, Working, doing different jobs. But then for eight of those years, working as an on-air talent to come here and have to take a, like I said, a whole, like, start all over. And when I say start all over, mean working for free, right? But I had, I do and still have an end game in mind, right? You have to know that if you are doing anything for free, that it's benefiting you. So you are, you may not be getting anything tangible in the form of like a pay or something like that, but you're getting something that you can use to your benefit that's going to help you get to wherever it is that you're trying to go. Right. So coming here, I had to pivot. I had to start over, start from scratch at 34. I think it was when I arrived here. So imagine that I'm in my early 30s and having to start over. I'm a wife. You know, I'm a ho- like I had a whole setup in Houston, interns, the whole bit. I was, you know, and so to come here, I had to take a step back. But I knew coming here would be the thing that would push me forward and get me closer to the area that I wanted to go, because. Kelly, as you stated, in Texas, there is no entertainment medium, really, for what it is that I was trying to do, especially it's really not a fashion market, really. You know, I just did what I could do with what, where I was. So you have to, I'm not against free work because I don't think of it as free. I think of it as this is a benefit for me because either I'm learning something from it, I'm able to make the mistakes with it. I'm able to say, okay, oh, I fumbled on that, but thank God I wasn't at NBC and I messed this up. Thank God I was doing this for free in whatever medium this was, and I'm able to learn from that experience. So I think having an end game in mind with the free work that you're doing and not being used, right? So making sure, again, that it's to your benefit. It's a benefit for you just as well as it's a benefit for them. That's what I would say. But I wouldn't say not to do it because you don't know where, where the free opportunity can lead you. You don't, you don't know who's watching, who's behind the scenes. And then also if it's helping you to build up a network or build up your resume, look, it's not free. You working and it's to your benefit. No, that's really good advice. Um, For those individuals who have, you know, bills to pay and family to take care of, would you say there's a time you should stop taking free work? Like you've got your experience and enough is enough, or should you continue to take free work 
all of your career to build that experience? No, 1000% no. You know what it is that you have to do. You know what bills you have to pay. You know, you got lights, phone, cable, whatever, internet, whatever your bills are, rent. This has to be taken care of. So if you've reached and you've built up enough content or enough on your resume that you can package that and submit that and push that out, stop doing free work. You know, and then if you also, I was fortunate, I've been fortunate enough to have, like I said, a partner and my husband to kind of be there to help navigate in this space. Everybody, you know, doesn't have, you know, a husband or whatever or a partner, but you may have a family member that's helping you, you know, so you don't have to worry about it. But I wouldn't say, even if you do have a spouse or a family member to help you, that doesn't mean that you commit to doing free. That, that's not what that means. That means if you build, if you feel, okay, I have enough here in my resume to package and send out to people and package myself, or I have enough that I can now do this on my own or network myself and, you know, figure out a way to start my own business, then by all means do that. But you're not supposed to be a hundred year old intern or working for free forever. No, not at all. And so you mentioned a little while ago that you are also an entrepreneur. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that. And then also, how do you manage between doing, you know, your business and also trying to be a journalist? Right. So I started uh, a fashion line. It was called the Ashley Dunn Collection. Um, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but it was a, a few years ago in Houston when I was living in Houston and I also had at the same time a styling business so I would style clients and be styling and had this clothing line on the side and I learned so much during that process because um you know as a young entrepreneur at that time I was in my still in my I think late 20s or early 30s late 20s you know I made a lot of mistakes and failed a lot and learned okay that ain't what it's supposed to be like or can't do that again and so that prepared me to you know navigate uh where i am now and that's in the term of being an influencer doing people reaching out to me um but people you know brands and uh, partners reaching out about sponsorships and things of that nature um but i had to learn a lot of that through starting my own clothing line having my own styling firm to then doing like, you know, my own thing with influencing and doing partnerships, brand partnerships. And that's been good because it's something that's mine. I don't have to go through a middle person. It's something that I negotiate my fee and my costs and my rate. And it's based on, you know, what I say, you know, and I don't have a manager or a boss over me to say or dictate, you know, what the terms or what the process looks like. So it's very freeing. Uh, but entrepreneurship, I will say, just as someone who had the, you know, collection and what have you, it's not an easy thing. It's even with my styling. And I stopped styling when I moved to L.A. Um, in 2019. I think I took my last client last year. But um, that in itself even was, wasn't was an easy process. I remember the day that I quit my job to do that full time. And I had just gotten married. It was in 2012. And, you know, I was like, okay, as long as I make this, this, and this, and this, I'll be good. But girl, I didn't make this, this, and this, <laughs> you know? So it wasn't, it, it wasn't panning out how I thought it was. So that whole journey and that whole process just taught me a lot about how to run a business, how to run 
me and how to package myself as a business. And so it's been it's been good because I feel like also a lot of the stuff kind of goes hand in hand because we post copy on our socials for our posts, right? So it's the same thing as if you're posting copy for a brand partnership. So I think they all kind of merge together and just work together well. So it's been a good it's been a good journey. Yeah, you seem to get it done, which is one of your slogans, getting it done. And I can see that you have your own way to do it. So what would you tell our listeners? How can they get things done the done way? Mm, You better, come on, done. You better speak. Um, (laughs) How to get things done the done way? I would say with a lot of faith, a lot of intention, and a lot of passion. And these are things that I had to learn along the way. Like my faith increased when I became, when I quit my job <laughs> to do, to style full time. I didn't know what the heck I was like, what? But I knew that I was being led to leave that space. But I didn't know what the journey ahead would look like. But I knew that I was being led from God to leave that particular area. And that's how. I've kind of managed myself over the years is through faith, intention, and passion because you have to have faith to get you through the next step because you're going to have a bunch of failures. You're going to have a bunch of rejection. You're going to have a bunch of no's. And how do you get through that without giving up completely, right? Because there have been moments when I've been like, I'm tapping out. I'm done. I can't. There's no way I can make it back from this. And I'm here to say that you can make it back from anything. And most of the time, the things that we think, I posted this the other day, the things that we think are, you know, 100%, oh, this is, I'm for sure done after this. They're not. But we think that in that moment, we're like so caught up in that moment that we think, oh, I'm sure, this, I can't, I, no way I can get through this. And we, what, normally do what? The next day we didn't got through it, the next day we didn't got through it, and the next day. And so faith has been an important part of my life. Um, uh, Intention, being intentional about what it is that I want to do. Like, why am I doing it? What's my why? What's my purpose for (laughs) struggling? (laughs) Why am I, why did I move to LA in my 30s with my husband? Why don't we have kids yet? You know, and I'm fine with, with that, but I need to know the why. You know what I'm saying? Because those are questions that people will pose to you. And you will feel, if you are if you don't know your why, you'll get defensive. You'll be like, well, blah, 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 blah. So it's important to be intentional about the things that you are doing and the things that you want. And then passion, because you have to have passion for it because or else it's not glamorous. None of this is fun. None of this is cute. I might look cute. I'll look cute, but it ain't all cute for me. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but it's not all cute. It's not all fun and games, um, but I love it, right? I wouldn't trade any of this for anything because it's for me and it's what God has called me to do. So I would say that's the get it done way. Beautiful response. Right. Your passion is definitely radiating this interview. So thank you for not giving up. I know you're definitely inspiring those who are listening thus far. I hope so. (laughs) So I want to go back to your entertainment journalist. Mm -hmm. 
being an entertainment journalist, um, I know a lot of our viewers aspire to work in the entertainment industry. They aspire to do press junkets. They aspire to be on air. So what advice would you give those individuals trying to find outlets to be a journalist on behalf or even go on their own to be a part of a press junket? Uh, network, 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 network. Like I said, I've been here three years in LA and when I got here, I didn't know nobody. I didn't know nobody. And it took me getting uncomfortable, getting uncomfortable. That's the key word. You can't, you're not going to be able to go anywhere or do anything big or anything that you feel that you really want to do that's on this grand scale or a big dream if you don't get uncomfortable. Because you're going to be placed in situations where you're going to have to do the thing where you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go say hi. I don't want to go and speak. I'm not sending a DM. I'm not doing that. So you have to get uncomfortable. And with getting uncomfortable, that could mean simply sending a message to an outlet that you want to work with on Instagram. Sending a cold email saying, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I would love to you know, work or I would love an opportunity to do x and then let them see your work and then show what you can bring to the table but um that's the advice i would give is just to get uncomfortable and put yourself out there and now we're in a place i feel like this is the best time if not any to post yourself talking i mean you like get on the camera and just post a video post yourself go to events like the world is opening back up i know we just opened up this week Get back out there. Go to different events. But if you're not able to go to the events, send a DM, send an email, follow the outlets that you want to reach out to, follow the editors, find out who the key people are that work at these places that you want to be a part of, and reach out. LinkedIn. I can't tell y'all how many times I've been on LinkedIn, DMs. Look, I'm not afraid to ask for what it is that I want. You know, and that's the thing, getting past shame or getting past, oh, well, I shouldn't have to do. Again, what if I would have been the girl who came here and felt like, and don't get me wrong, I felt a sense of, well, I've already done, I've been on TV. I've been on network TV. Like, you didn't see me? Like, what What I got to do? You know, and then coming out here and being humble to say, well, it's a bunch of girls that came from the Midwest, from Texas, from here, from there that are like, they did, you know, so not being afraid to be uncomfortable, pivot, put yourself out there, like get, be intentional. That goes back to being intentional. Why do you want it? If you want it, you're going to do what you have to do in good faith, right? To get, get it done. Listen, I feel like <laughs> you were talking to me. Girl. I don't know if you saw my face when you were talking, but I was just like, because the, recently I have learned that there is growth in being uncomfortable. Girl. Because when you're uncomfortable, you get put in these situations where you feel like you don't have a choice. Like you feel like- Sink or swim. Sink or swim. I'm it's either going time. to keep my mouth closed. I'm either going to keep scrolling on Instagram. Where are you from? New Orleans? Yes. My husband's from New Orleans. Girl, I heard that accent. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yes. Girl, that's where my husband and family are. His family is from. Yes, yeah. Louisiana people. Yes, 
Yeah. But there is, there's growth in that because you're either going to sink or swim. You're either going to look, I have no choice, but to send this DM. I have no choice, but to send this email or I'm going to be doing the same thing that I've been doing for the last 10 years. That's it. Period. So that is just such solid advice. And to any of our listeners that's tuned in right now, um, my co-hosts know this. I don't know if I've officially said it on the podcast, but I'm just going to say it now. Um, I have moved from Louisiana to Atlanta because in Louisiana, I was like, you know what? I'm not, this isn't for me anymore. I'm not growing. I'm not accomplishing the goals that I want to. And so I've moved to Atlanta. This is like my second or third week here. And wow. I'm in that position where you were in, in LA, it's just like network time. Like, all right, who can I reach out to? Who can I code email? Because I don't have a choice. I have to make this work. I have to show to myself and to my family that I moved here for a reason. Yep, that's it. And that's the main thing. You have to do it for self. And then obviously you want to do it to show your family, but it's for self first because you want to let yourself know, okay, I was scared. I still did it. I still sent that email. And then you don't know what's on the other side of the fear, right? You don't know what's on the other side of that email or that message or whatever, or that walk up to hi, my name is. You don't know what's on the other side of it. So I'm proud. Look, proud of you for moving, doing what you had to do. That's right. You have to do that. You, We have to do things. It wasn't comfortable for me. Like, I just like to move. LA had always been a part of the journey since college, but I never got the opportunity to move after because I had to jump right into, you know, working and the whole, you know, shebang or whatnot. And so... My opportunity didn't present itself until 2018. I graduated in 2006. So how long of a stretch was that before I was able to make the jump? But what if I was like, oh, I'm too old, I'm too scared. And don't think I don't have those thoughts and those feelings. Like, oh, well, people are going to be like, she's an old lady or this and that. But I'm like, oh, well, I don't look my age. So, you know, and it is what it is, right? I mean... What you gonna say? You either gonna say yes or no. Period. No matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, no matter how much experience you have, it's always gonna be something. So you always just have to put yourself out there and go for it. So congratulations to you. Thank you. And yes, there's never gonna be a right time. There's no such thing as the perfect time. No such thing as the right time. You either do it or you don't. Period. Speaking of a network and people saying yes or no, my last question for you, um, Ashley, is do you feel that in order to be considered by a large social media uh, corporation or outlet, do we have to have a big following? Do we have to have a big network on social media to be considered anything? No, Mm -mm. because you could do an interview and you know, you could post an interview with such and such and that may take off or go viral. Look at the Gorilla Glue baby. You know, now she has shampoo, I think, out now. I mean, so no, it doesn't matter the following. It just matters about the intention. If you are intentional about what it is that you're putting out, and if, going back to what we talked about earlier, if the free opportunity is allowing you to put it out, the content or whatever it is, again, use whatever medium you can to be constantly putting out your work so that people can see. Because if they don't see you doing it, how will they know what it is that you do? Because people can't go by your words. They can go by what they see, right? So I don't think you have to have a big social following. Not now. You probably did before. But the way, I think the pandemic helped us in that way, right? 
you had so many people that started a TikTok for the first time during the pandemic or started their first reel on Instagram during the pandemic. So I think we have shifted and I think it's to our benefit to utilize, you know, the shift that's going and taking place right now. Thank you so much for that response. And thank you so much for being a part of our podcast this season. You You literally just gave us so many insightful tips that I think that we can all carry um, along with us. And I know our listeners can as well. Uh, Thank you so much. Can you give our listeners where they can follow you on social media? Yes, um, I am Ashley Dunn on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. But, and I'm not, I'm on TikTok, y'all, but I'm not on TikTok. Are y'all on TikTok? I'm on TikTok. Okay. I need to, you need to help me with my TikTok game. (laughs) I got you. Help me. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Help me with TikTok. I will. And you can be sure to follow us at BGIM Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow me at Dante's Inferno. You can follow me at Shelves D. Smith. And you can follow me at It's Kelly Ray. Thank you again for joining us on episode eight. Stay tuned for episode nine next week. Thank you guys.